All right, I'm gonna start off with. <laughs> Actually, I heard this one. Uh, I'm gonna start off with this one. All right, well, I guess we could just start off with the intro. So, welcome to Project Paragon. I feel so right. Right. It put it awesome. in your. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> I mean. I'm sorry, I couldn't. How about my face for the time? Yeah, put it just there. We go. What? What's up? What's up? Dip in my face. Let me see how it tastes. If it tastes like water, <laughs> I'm gonna suck it even harder. Oh, okay, that's a real song. That's a real song. That's an actual song. That's a real song. Okay, YouTube is getting a search from me <laughs> later on. But welcome back. This is Project Paragon, the podcast where we do believe in mental health as wealth, where substance is sexy, and we are pro mind your motherfucking business. Yeah. <laughs> we are a platform where we support <laughs> fellow content creators, small business owners. From whole business to show business, everything in between, but we're here to have conversation with heart, like a 90s sitcom. I'm your host, Ronnie, aka Monster No Tie Shirt, aka Cocoa Butter God, aka your bitch's bestie, aka Professor Toxico. That's a new one. <laughs> aka Sequoia Poppy. Ooh. Aka is that Goku Black? No, that's Black Goku. Goku. Aka does it get a Gordon? I've been forgetting that one lately because I've been cooking lately. Yeah, I've been adding shit. Yeah. Get, AKA Ghetto Gordon, AKA Mr. This Dick Ain't Free, ain't and frizzle. with me as always. Hey y'all, Baby Beulah in the building. Some of y'all know me as Project, some of y'all know me as Project V. Some of you guys have been calling me the Project Princess lately, and I really appreciate it. Because that's who she is. Yes, indeed. Um, You got, um, what's my name? You got Madame Medusa in the building, Bugs Honey. Um, the ghetto fabulous princess, two snaps, of course. I'm sorry, my hands dry. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> and of course, our favorite little jiggle. How y'all doing? <laughs> we're we have it together this episode. We were just, you know, even we're real life friends. Like, yeah, she's so one we of my best friends, right? And we were just joking around and just. We're very stupid. Yeah, we're very <laughs> look, we just got out of a rut. It's been like big fest. since the month of May started, like, you know, you guys, we have not been really recording or anything like that because like we've just been mentally flushed out. But today it seems as though everybody had a great day. Yeah, we're we're out of this shit. Like Yeah. We're all bright eyed our... and bushy tailed. I got my tits out. Right. Little back out. <laughs> I had a fire workout today. My body is killing me. Yeah. And that is a good thing. I heard you're gonna get a workout later. I too. am gonna get a workout later. I'm getting my penis wet, which is why <laughs> I have a new AKA Moist. Professor Toxico. And it's gonna stay. Please don't say <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> <laughs> okay oh my god so we're gonna start this episode off i want to give you your flowers i love you so much my baby and Don't i want to i want to let right you know <laughs> i am so grateful for your friendship i'm so grateful for you coming to come on this platform and joining with me as my, my oh co-host my super gosh I am grateful for you bringing me out of my comfort zone. Like a lot of people don't realize, like I'm really introverted. So it's like I'm always grateful to my friends who bring me outside of myself without forcing it upon me. Mm-hmm. And you do such an amazing job at that. And Aww. 
Boo. I love you so much. I love you too. Oh gosh. So I just wanted to start off with that. I do no, believe I'm going to cry. Giving... <laughs> oh god. I do believe in giving people their flowers while when they can smell them. So I want to start off with that. It was like sniff, sniff. Friend. It's like legit in my nose to give Racy her flowers. Because oh, <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was playing a game the other day with me, you, and Leland was texting back and forth, and I was like, I really love my friend, but it's like. You know, sometimes I was like, I could say it right now. I was like, but I want to give it to her on the I love you I want too. people to realize. That. I realize, like, when I'm on the phone with you, I say, I love you so much. It'll be like mid conversation. I'll be like, ah, I love you. Like, I don't know. And that's more friends should do that. Yes. Right? You're, my, you you're my favorite favorite. You know, I always tell you, like, God's biggest blessing. I just, you are just the best. Oh. Yes. You're going to stop being gay. I know. Oh, what are we doing? Unless you like it. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna stop being gay. Oh my god! Back anyway, to business. Let's do it. Back to business. All right. So I wanted to um, ask. Remember last week I said I wanted to ask you what did you learn from your darkest moment? Mm-hmm. Do you have your answer, Papayo? I think I do. I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's hear it. Also, the mic cut off midway. Oh, probably god. when we were gushing, but it's Ooh. fine. We got we got we got. We got it done. Okay. <laughs> um, what I've learned from my darkest moment is just that as cheesy or as cliche as it may sound, um, what does not kill you makes you stronger. That's it? I I'm mean, joking. I'm totally joking. <laughs> so much to the point that, like, I mean, you said my darkest. So my darkest, I had two very dark moments. Um... When my dad gave me my black eye and when my, um, yeah. And when the wedding was called off. Um, no, not when the wedding was called off. I'm sorry. Our very first breakup. Okay. And I was just like super skinny yeah. and I was running around drinking. That was like, for like six solid months. You were yeah. Yourself. Yeah. And I didn't even know I could cry so much. Yeah. But when I recovered from that situation, I was just like, you straight. Like, right. you you did all of that just to not die. It's like that cliche shit people say. It's like, a, it hurts a little less every day. Yeah. Because it really does. That's one thing I learned when I was, like, sad yeah. over a breakup. Like, every day it hurts a little less. It was just, like, as many times as you wished you were dying instead, you didn't die. You get over that shit. Even though it felt like death, you did not die. Heartbreak and you shit like can't, that, it really does manifest as physical pain. Yeah, it does. And what I realized is that you can't stay there. Like, if, like my personal darkest moment, like, in my 25 years of life, it felt like the worst. Even, like, from the reason why it happened up until it happening and everything in between. It just felt like nothing in my life was worse than that. And I still don't think anything was because it did hurt. Right. It hurt. It hurt a lot. And what I realize now is that you can't stay there. And so now that I know that, it helps me recover from things so much quicker. Like, if you can't change it, cry about it. Yes, feel the feels. Be human. Feel it all. After you cry about it, life goes on. Exactly. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't stay there. You can't stay in every happy moment. Exactly. So why Some people try to, but most you try to. Yeah, most times. That's so why, why a lot of choose? Relationships carry on. So why choose to stay in the sad moments? True. When you realize you don't have to stay there. A lot of people don't make that realization though. Like, I know it's they, hard. They it's very like, difficult. Yeah, they feel. It's they not easy. Hold on to the feelings. 
Yeah. They feel like they, it validates the relationship. Yeah, like, you hold on to the feelings over. because it feels like the person is still there. If you mm-hmm. can wake up every morning and text them crying and they respond, you're going to feel like, oh, yeah, we still talk. Oh, yeah, we still talk. Still oh, yeah, hope, we still talk. They're still responding. You're, you're still talking, but it's nothing but traumati- traumatizing conversations. Right, right. So it's not bringing you anything, but you live in that trauma because you know the person is there with you. And it's hard for some people to realize that there's life on the other side of the trauma. Right. So that's what my darkest moment brought me. Good, good. That's yeah. a nice little lesson take away from it. Thank you. Mine is time is precious. I've talked about this so many times. Like that's my yeah. biggest the biggest thing from my darkest moment is because not only is like <clears throat> With time, everything heals, right? Because like you said, I've really felt like... Because my darkest moment was like a culmination of things, right? So a toxic relationship ended that needed to end, granted. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you think of things, you always make excuses to stay in that. Uh, that ended, uh, you know, parted ways with the company I had been with for five years. You know, my car got repossessed. Yeah. Like, it was so much shit happening at once. I'm like, really, nigga? Ah! <laughs> so... Hey, it, okay, right? this is what it, we're it doing. Was, and it was so, so crazy, like, looking back at, like, the me working for the company, you know, my relationship ending and all this shit like that. And it was like a lot of people look at, you know, that car repossessor, like, damn, I was paying on that bitch for three and a half years and that bitch just gone. Which, you know, I was looking at all that shit, but I was like, yo, like, you can't get that time back. Can't. <laughs> like, the only thing you can focus on is, like, moving forward. You're here now. This is your life circumstances. Like, what are you going to do with it? Granted, like, I, I was... There was sometimes like for a two year period I was very much wallowing in my depression. Like mm-hmm. because I felt so trapped. Like I lost my mobility, you know, I lost my livelihood, you know, I lost my you know, the woman I thought I was gonna spend the rest of my life with. So it was like I lost so much. So at us at many instances there were I felt like it was the end of the fucking world. Like yeah. I felt like damn, I'm never gonna climb out of this. I'm I'm always gonna be and then not to mention I started gaining weight because I couldn't get to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like I had a little bike and I, I would a try to bike. bike. Like I had I tried to bike to the gym, but it was like a ten mile bike ride. So like every fucking day, you know, like I was like sweating Fuck. bricks. Right. I was like, I can't do this now. <laughs> in the shape I'm in now I can do it. But you know, this is but anyway. So it taught me that you can't get time back. Time is so precious. It's just like so that's why now people really yeah. don't see me. Like I really like Yeah, no. And it, it that translates into so many different realms of my relationship. Like people crack jokes about millennials how we will be the first to quit a fucking job. Yeah, we'll be like, yeah, nope. I'm the same way with people. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people say my standards are high and shit like that and I don't agree. It's just that why would I, if I've spent so much time in back-to-back toxic relationships, right? right. Why the fuck would I waste my time hanging out with somebody that. that I don't vibe with? Like right. if it it I'm not looking for perfection, but I'm also looking for somebody who doesn't feel like it's a chore to be around where I'm telling myself, well, they're not that bad cuz bitch right. I'm great. Yeah. So I will only accept yeah. greatness. Mhm. It was it's, it's not funny you say that, but I actually was talking to someone and I told them, I was like, it's crazy how people like to wait. And it's like, it's, I get it. It's understandable. But you know, people like to wait until like the second or third or fourth encounter with a person before they get like into the heavy hitting shit or the serious shit. Mm-hmm. And on the first date, I'm just like, yeah, so I'm like a little sexually fluid. 
um, you know, grew up in the church, traditional, you know, oh, I've, you know, had a miscarriage, but like, but it's because five years with somebody that you knew you were going to marry and they break up with you um, a year before the wedding. Right. It's kind of like, hi, this is my social security number and yours. <laughs> like, you know, are we trying to do this? Yeah. Like you've been, you know, you've been sniffing up my skirt. You've been in the DMs. You've been saying you want to kick it with me. All right. Here's your time to shine. So let's see what you're going to do with it. Yeah. I don't want to hear all like, like, okay. A lot of empty promises. Yeah. That's, that's what it's so it's so funny okay so this guy um i went to um so i uh had a (laughs) conversation i had a conversation and um he was just like what kind of drugs you do because i was like life is meant to be lived you know do drugs you know you know just live life fuck people have yeah and so he was like you know you don't need to be doing drugs stay away from drugs like don't do no cocaine no shit like that i was just like i want to try cocaine and then he was just like, well, that one time I had did it. Okay, so why was it okay for you to do it that one time? Right, and so you're then allowed not, to try things and I'm So not. you probably thought I was going to judge you. Exactly. You probably try to be like this Captain Save a whole ass nigga. And I was just like, I want to try cocaine. Like, you you saying like, oh, you shouldn't try cocaine is not going to change my well, mind. I think he was just trying to, he was trying to gauge his audience, which I understand. And, and, because in the black community, if it ain't weed, it's Crack cocaine. Like, <laughs> you are fucking. You're nigga. drinking Lysol if right. you're not I mean, smoking weed, basically. And Coke is so normal. normal. Like, it really, really is. And it's like, I will tell people, I used to be embarrassed to tell people. And it's like, there's, there's certain people I know who I'm close with, like, it'll come up in conversation. And they still won't openly admit it. And I'm like, why? I said, shut up. I've tried Coke four fucking times. And see, that's what I don't have time for. Like, if you've been in my DMs four months and you talk about you don't see me sit down and you talk to me. Okay, get ready for this crazy ass ride. Oh, yeah. People call me crazy all the time. And I'm like, how? I'm just honest I, you're i'm putting everyone on a level playing field i don't put on a face for anybody i choose to associate with who i choose not. to talk to i'm just like coming straight out the gate like hey and then it's just like oh shit <laughs> and but just like, i get that i've told you before a lot uh, most men aren't used to a very upfront and honest woman like okay so the huge conversation just the world over is women taking back their sexuality, agency over their bodies and shit like that. So a lot of dudes are still used to a chick like playing because it's still pick me energy all over the fucking internet. So a lot of dudes are still used to a chick like playing shit down into just saying shit that they're going to find appealing versus how the woman really feels. So if a nigga, you know, if they're not ready for it, but me, it's different, right? So yeah, everyone's definitely different. If I fuck, if I, I really don't fuck with nobody. Like, granted, there's this is no disrespect to like the chicks that I do occasionally. The DMs I'll respond to it's here so and there. Funny. Like, there's because there's like usually reasons I wouldn't fuck with somebody. Like, yeah. some some people are my friends' sisters and shit like that. I'm like, right, eh, right. we can flirt back and forth, but don't fuck with you. But like, I don't I don't really meet people that I vibe with. Like, I'm not. Yeah, unless yeah. I'm not a scene boy. You know, like I don't. I'm not a trick, so it's like, there's no, that's a very small market. Yeah, like, it gets to a point where I'm just like, look, I'm attractive, you're attractive. If your conversation is decent, we can probably sleep together. I want more than that. I do, too. But I also have a vagina. 
So you need, it needs to be, you know. You know that that's how I look at things. Like for me as a woman, I kind of just know when somebody wants to. I immediately know. I'm not stupid. I know when somebody wants to pursue something with me, and I know when somebody wants to penetrate me. So like, I'll just be like, hey, look. I mean, women are very. I will say this: women are very forward, and I enjoy it when women are forward. Like when they straight up tell me, it's like, you know, I'm trying to see what that's about, but. Read the room and shoot within your reach. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense? Yeah. Would that be mean? No, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah if they missed it, that's their business. Right? Ooh, ooh, this is what I wanted to talk about like two weeks ago. Ooh. But we've been fucked up. And did we're you, back. Did you say, um, I mean, did you say, did you see that they were getting rid of the Snow White ride at like Disney World and shit? I feel like I did. Um, because the whole, they feel the whole story of Snow White goes against consent. Cause she was living with seven men and like all this shit. I was like, oh I lost, yeah, I lost the article at this book. It's been so old, but I was, like, I was like, what the shit? She was just a well taken care of hoe. Right. But while we're, <laughs> while we're Jesus Christ, this, what we've done to the children's film. <laughs> well, we, I just had to. I feel like this whole cancel culture thing—it has to stop eventually. Uh, Walt Disney had a lot can of. Can we cancel inequality and racism and you know uh, police brutality? Can we? You can know, we cancel that shit and not fucking cartoon? Can we free Palestine? Like uh, you know, maybe. Can we stop maybe. supporting? Can we stop supporting the genocide Girl, of the Palestinian the people? Can we stop supporting Israel? I don't know. Well, oh, you know, just some suggestions. Yeah, Tell your friends. friends. You know, we we have our problems here, and it's like a lot of black uh, creators and a lot of black people with platforms and stuff are choosing not to speak out about the violence in Palestine. Granted, I'm not about to like go on some super political tirade and shit like this, yeah. but as a people who has who has been hunted down and continue to be hunted down day by day, who people who are losing our neighborhoods to gentrification and shit like that, right. it's nowhere near on the same extreme ass level so the fact that you can't empathize and just speak up about stuff something that is happening outside of yourself outside of your neighborhood that's that shows a little it's a disconnect and you're fucked up but you know that's just my opinion let's see what other things so (laughs) i was telling racy earlier earlier this week's episode is gonna be a little different because i've said before i'm working two jobs now so i don't really have as much time on social media or like on my Google feed to like get news stories and get like topics and shit like that. So a lot of stuff is just stuff that pops in my head mm-hmm. from the little bit of media I do consume, which is probably other podcasts and music. I'm like, I want to talk about this or I've seen this and like or some, I do have a lot of friends who send me shit. Right. So I, I am very fortunate in that, but I started off, I want to talk about my new, uh, AKA. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I got that, because this is an yes. actual message I sent to my friend earlier I'm being toxic today because I want companionship. I wish women accepted that. Like, I want to kiss on you, hug on you, and have really emotional sex because I crave intimacy. Then you leave immediately afterwards. And I was like, holy fuck, I am toxic. Hmm. But I am aware of my toxicity. And that is, I was like, you know what? This week's episode is all about growth and awareness. Is it? I mean, it's not really (laughs) toxic because you have people that know that they want to fuck and that's it. But it's different because... I remember I used to always get frustrated and my friends would be like, stop cooking for these hoes. That's just, that's the part of the experience. Like, uh, I gotta yeah, eat. Like, I know you gotta eat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm be on some like wine and dine type shit. If and, everybody else can scratch their itch, why can't you? Because mm, my itch is very elaborate and people's feelings oh, get well. involved. 
Ex- you can accept that because nigga, you toxic too. <laughs> Shit. Okay, let me just not talk anymore. No, but it's just like being aware. I, I want to encourage more people to be aware of she's here. Mm-hmm. Open the door. Yes, dear. But I just want. <laughs> I'm gonna go open the door. That was rude. I got it. I'll go get it. I want more people to be aware. Oh, it's looking good. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that thing. Little jiggle. Yeah. Little jiggle. <laughs> but I want more people to be aware of their toxicity. I'm not gonna scream down the stairs, by the way. But what was I saying? I want people to be aware of their. To- Let me mute this mic for now. I want people to be aware of their toxicity, but I also want people to be aware of their growth. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it, it, I guess that ties in with what you were saying earlier. It's like First a feel you feel and shit like that. Oh. But you have to grow through what you go through. Yep. Um, and not only that, pay attention to small things because I remember, and this is, goes back to like my opinions on sexual identity. In the whole thing. I know that's always like people crack jokes and stuff like that. Call it like the alphabet people and stuff like that. And I always used to say, oh, you know, I'm never going to abide by that shit. Just tell me your name and blah, blah, because your gender will never come up and stuff like that. And today, hmm. my views are very much different. Hmm. You know, like, if that is what I would do my best, you know. If you identify as they, you know, mm-hmm. blah, 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 and stuff like that, I do go out of my way. And I even, I caught myself commenting on somebody's thing earlier, and I use the term cisgender male. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, a year and a half Gross. ago, right? A year and a half ago, I would have been like, a nigga, should I, right? Like, just kept it, you know, smart. That motherfucker. Right. And it's just like, <laughs> and even talking about relationships, I'm just like, oh, you know, like, cis hetero relationships, shit like that, when I'm talking to certain people. And it's all about, like, gauging your audience and knowing who that's important to, you know? Because mm-hmm. some people, like, normal conversation, I don't give a fuck about that shit. It is what it is. Because I've even, like, dealt with a chick who was non binary. I didn't even know this until, like, she tried to call me on some shit. She's like, you posted something that was very transphobic. I'm like, bitch, what? <laughs> Like, when the fuck did I do this? <laughs> and then, like, we got into this whole conversation about blah, 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 and we agreed to disagree, and we still had sex. Like, it was it was fine. Okay, congratulations. But I'm just saying, you know, but uh, I also feel like a lot of people trump their growth by living in a cycle of social media memes. Oh, yes. And people base their values and their lives and their relationships and interaction with others based on shit that they identify with on social media. Most of this shit is based in satire and comedy. Mm-hmm. So if you're out here, people don't realize the only thing that's changed is the platform and the language. These are the same memes, the same quotes, and the same shit that people have been telling me to live by since MySpace days. So if you if your point of view and your outlook on life hasn't changed since MySpace, my nigga, and Tumblr, yeah, maybe you need Mm, to address some things. Like shit be funny, but mm, Mm. the shit ain't real. Yeah. So I I encourage everyone to like just stop and just like applaud your growth if you're conscious of it because you should consistently be growing constantly. Never. Yeah, like, nothing never ever stays in your the ways. same. Right. You know, never there's stuck always in space and opportunity for growth to learn new things, to be taught new things, so on and so further. So fizzle. A question on here. Would your younger self be proud? Yeah. She would. The only thing she would probably be a little disappointed about is like how my college career went. But other than that... I think I kind of always saw myself going down this path. 
Um, it was bad for freedom and liberation. Yeah. Um, it was it was either one or the other, honestly and truly. I <clears throat> I mean, people have always found me attractive since I was young. And I know a lot of people like to be like, oh my God, pedophilia. But like, you just know. No, like the truth okay, of the matter so is. I know, but by you going on this tangent and explaining this thing, so uh, the people don't know that detail of your life. So it's going to sound random. I mean, yeah, so, I know. It is going to sound random. But <laughs> so like, I'm just adding this. Yeah, so this just know asterisk. there's a backstory. Yeah, like, I mean, people, men have always known that I was a beautiful person. No one has done anything to me. No one has made any awkward moves. Right. But like, you're now realizing how beautiful you are. Yeah. Yeah, you're stepping and into it's, your own. Huh? You're into your own. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because like I even told my mama I was like, it's very strange for me that like a multitude of men like me or find me attractive. I ain't gonna say like me. It like a multitude of men find me attractive. And I'm just like, thank you. But I'm just like, this is wow. Like I'm one of those people. Like, and it's 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 weird for me because I've always been like super humble, super shy, super reserved. But in the back of my mind, I always knew one day that you was gonna be that bitch. Yeah. You can say it. Yeah. You talk your shit. Yeah. And you know, you have the, you just have some people that just be like, oh, this bitch thinks she all that. Like, I mean, I, I, like, I didn't choose this life. It's funny you should say that because I saw this thing and this is maybe for like the 10 minutes I was able to get on Instagram, like during the week. Um, I saw Keita Rose going on a rant about something, how women was in these comments, and they was like, women, honestly, how do you rate yourself? And women was like, oh, I'm a three, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm a five on a good day or some shit. And I understand, it's like, there's this thing where it's like humility and, you know, all that shit is like, oh, that's attractive. Like, you know you're not that cute. But, bitch, you a 10. Yeah. Nigga, you a 10. Like, get the yeah. fuck out of here. Like, I'm all really that shit, like the best it gets. Right. Like, <laughs> like, all that shit is relative. You should always feel like you that nigga. You should always yeah. feel like you that bitch. Like, what are you going to say about, oh, I'm a five. Compared to who? Like, my, when you compare yourself to, like, Beyonce. Idris Elba. Idris Elba looked like a handsome crackhead. I'm weak. I think the thing about it is, is that, like, I always knew I was a 10. But it's the fact that it's confirmed on a constant basis. Consistent, constant, whatever, whichever one you want to use. Um, it's constantly confirmed. But the world, the universe knew what it was doing. Because yeah. you wasn't out here getting all this, like, attention when you was young and didn't know how to process and shit like that. Right. You're a grown-ass woman. You're 25. You bought your shit. You know what you want. You know what you can handle. Yeah. And look at look at that. Another friend of mine, Car- I almost said his, Karrison Von Dutch. He's coming into his own quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've spoken about Carrie before. Carrie was going through something about a year ago. And I had to distance myself from Carrie. Because I'm the type of person, like, if you're one of my close friends and you're getting on my nerves to the point where I feel like I might punch you in your shit, or you're in a situation where you know you need help, you know you need guidance, like, we're trying to be there for you, but all you come, all you do is, like, have a problem with it like you mm-hmm. and that's how Carrie is when he's going through something he just wants to argue like he knew he needed help he but he and he would come to us for advice but then he would just argue it and I was like what the yeah. fuck you hit me up for nigga <laughs> so it was just like I kind of like fell back from him right. but fast forward like he's he's happy he's well like mm-hmm. 
we can talk about it openly and he jokes about it and he's like like he knows right. he was because he knows he was fucked up mm-hmm. and now the world the universe is like rewarding him for like you took the time you grew you took this constructive criticism yeah. and now fucking king all of that stuff just life. like falls in your lap yeah, and you you're just enjoy like enjoy the shit and don't ever ever act like that with me again because I will punch in your shit next time wow, okay. but that's neither here nor there yeah <laughs> so um do you think weddings are equally for the groom as they are for the bride? No. Why? Do you think that's fair? No. Okay. That's pretty much all. It, we, that's a cut and dry conversation. It's not fair. Like, I if mean, it's, wants it's, to it's not fair for anyone. Right. Because it's like, it's over. You always like, oh, it's my day. Bitch, it's my this, day too. It would, it would be fair if people like really like cherish weddings for what they are are supposed to be yeah but people do weddings to impress motherfuckers yeah Yeah. even when it comes down to like you know the the guests that attend they know it's a free party i appreciate i know i cry weddings i 100 percent. so when i had my little stint as a manager uh for that company that i used to work for i used to do it was a lot of catering events a lot of like private parties and stuff so i would have to be like at weddings and shit i would cry like a bitch because you can tell when couples really loved one another and it was like in this beautiful ass venue. Like I would literally be taking it, even though I'm there overseeing motherfucker serving food. Yeah, you can definitely. Like tell. I, I was able to appreciate the the decor. They would appreciate the locale, like everything. It was beautiful in their words. I was like, oh shit, what the fuck? Wow. I was bawling in that bitch. Like I love love, and mm-hmm. I love weddings. So weddings like that, where you can tell the people just had money, but they wasn't trying to put on a front. Right. Versus, like, you know what? I'm invite this bitch, this bitch. They yeah. gonna see, blah, blah, blah. That's yeah. how the most recent wedding was I went to. I was like, oh, yeah, they love each other up in this bitch. Right. And I didn't even know the people. I was a plus one. And I was like, oh, wow. When you see shit like that, yeah, weddings. But I think there's just a stigma carried with it. And I was like, oh, men don't care anyway. If I love no, you men enough. care. Exactly. And I, dudes just, they feel like the everybody's going to look at them funny if they be like, no, If a I man doesn't this. care, he's not the one to marry. Right. It's like, I actually want this, babe. I actually want this. If like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of dudes, it's our generation is a lot different, right? But I think a lot of men and a lot of women, they're carrying on, not even their parents, but their grandparents' outlook mm-hmm. on shit. That's like, this is what a man is supposed to do. This is what a woman's supposed to do. And it's like, they're blocking themselves from so many memories and beautiful moments in life. Like, my nigga, if I get on my knee and fucking propose, if I spend, you know, fucking upwards of $7,000 on a fucking ring, right. and then I'm spending even more on a wedding yeah. for motherfuckers I don't even like to feed, I give I give all the fucks about my wedding. Yeah. If I don't like that color, we're not getting it. If I don't like that entree, we're not getting it. Like, especially my cooking ass. Oh. Could you imagine me having, it's like... personal. Could you imagine me having bad food at my wedding? Yeah, like, I would be pissed off. <sighs> Could you imagine me having more than 25 people at my wedding? Yeah, <laughs> your wedding going to be on a podcast. Like, it's going to be so tiny. Like, it I'm going to have... Oh, my God. That's I'm where gonna... I am now. Like, if I get married at this point... I, I mean, unless it's this person, then it's definitely going to have to be a party. Most people don't care. But, yeah, that's different. Yeah, yeah it's definitely going to have to be a party. But even the ceremony... Like, I would just rather have, like, a big-ass house party or some shit like that. I know or, like, a fire-ass kickback. I know like, way too many people... To invite everyone who would feel offended by not getting invited to my wedding, if that makes sense. So naturally, like if I were to ever get married, and this is a long, a big fucking reach, because I don't like none of you hoes. I hate referring to women as hoes. I'm not referring to women. It's just for the sake of the statement. But anyway, um, naturally, I would invite all the people who's invited me to their weddings. Like okay. if I got married, I would invite them, and I would invite like my 
core friends, like my really close friends. Like there's some who I probably haven't talked to in like two years, but they they're a core friend. Yeah, yeah. They would be. There. I have a best friend that lives like in California. We don't talk every day, but like we were each other's like first middle school best friend. Yeah, yeah. my friend Renz is like that. My friend Johnny's like that. Like she actually came to New Orleans like two or three years ago, and that was the first time we had seen each other since like 2007 or six. So 2008, you said 2000. I'm not gonna. All right, I guess this means we're wrapping up. No, we're not. I have more shit. He just took it there. So, did I asked you on the phone the other day? Did you hear this? And you fuck me. Do you really want to go there? Please, no. Answer the question. Do you remember? Because I don't. Uh, I'll tell you. How can I be in the same house, touching myself with a boyfriend Uh, in the same house with me? Okay, no, Denise, Denise, I've got this. I've got this. I've got this. Okay. Let's just hear what Paul's got to say. Alright, babe. Babe. I love you. So why don't you touch me? When I when I come home from work and I and I see my girlfriend, right? When I just see her, I'm happy. That that's love to me. That's enough for me. But at the same time, why do you feel like you need me inside of you two four seven before you can feel loved? I don't feel like I need you inside me two four seven, but I'm not wood. Okay, I'm a woman, and I find you attractive, and I would like to have sex with you once in a while, even if it's once a week, babe, because we don't do... When last did you... Okay, so, when I saw this clip, naturally I had to go, like, find, like, where is this show from? Mm -hmm. What is this? So it's all staged. It's all phony. Mm -hmm. But I do like the conversation that it brings up, like, regarding sex and intimacy, because... How the fuck would you end up in a relationship with somebody... Who don't sleep with you. Right. Or someone who isn't on your same fucking wavelength sexually. Yeah. So it all comes into, comes down to people being performative in the beginning of relationships because they feel like they have to perform people to get somebody settling. interested and keep them to keep them there. It, people settling as well. Or, like... Are we asking the right questions? <laughs> That's is, this is why I said I don't I I don't have I, it's not that I don't have time, but me personally, I'm not waiting until the third, fourth, fifth encounter to talk about things that matter to me. If that person isn't as comfortable or forward, then that I can understand. However, if I'm presenting certain conversations that matter to me, it's because. I ain't got time to figure out if this is going to happen in the long Right, but situations... I had a, 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 a former friend of mine. She would always say, I fuck dudes on the first date because I ain't got no time to waste to find out if that dick bad or not. But, but even outside of that... That's kind of circumstantial, though. Right. Even outside of that... So, I'm I'm demisexual. So, exactly. nine times out of ten, I can't fuck on the first date. Yeah. No matter how bad I want I to have you, to already... Nine times out of ten, my dick not going to get hurt. I have to already like something about you. First of all, for me mm-hmm. to even sit in your there face. There has to be some type of connection. Like, there has to be... I'm the type of dude... Some, and, and it all depends on the connection. Like, if I've known you prior, or maybe if, you know, that we just really, really vibe like that like yeah i'll be able to fuck on the first night but i'm the type of person i need that emotional connection mm-hmm. unless i'm like really horny and i just feel like being yeah. an asshole i've had like a guy say before like i didn't think this was gonna happen on the first encounter like i didn't want it to happen you've had a crush on me like forever I'll tell and i've had wait. a crush on you forever and it's just so funny because like I guess because I was younger at the time, you know, people just be like, oh my gosh, I can know. But, I mean, hey, 
But I would never... How do you go past the dating phase? Okay, the, like the commitment, like we're committed dating, like it's just us. You go through that to like the spending the spend the night, the the whole bag and shit. How you go from that to actively living with someone and wondering why they don't sleep? Why they don't sleep? So were they like? And clearly, if it's so important, I would have been like, you know what, boom. But like, did you think that they would start sleeping with you more, like, and over, like, or maybe mm-hmm. when we live together, we start having sex more? No, some people's love language and some people just show affection differently. Not mm-hmm. everybody needs to be, you know, like inside. But old girl said at least like once a week. That mean they ain't doing it at all, right? Like, in at least once a week, nigga. That had I, to be staged because I don't know any woman that was there. Like, anyone. people think men are horny. Baby, meet a woman know. that meet a woman I've, that like you. I've had I've had friends who've complained. Like we haven't had sex in six fucking months, and when we do, he like the man straight up tells the woman, "Can we get this over with?" <sighs> like there are some relationships like that, and it's like I would always be in a weird position because it's like I want to ask so many questions. Like, were y'all having a lot of sex before? Like, is this new behavior? Do you think it's like rooted in like him feeling some type of way about himself? Maybe he's like. Uh, asshole, if there's a type of way about you, like I don't know. There's so many things that I want to ask that I would, I never want to be that friend who's being mad and intrusive. Mm-hmm. But I would want to ask you questions that I feel like you should be asked. You should have asked yourself regarding your relationship or your significant other. Yeah. Because and it's always just like, well, not everybody talks about that. Well, you should Baby, before you, you decide to be in a relationship with some fucking one. You should be talking about it. And there's, of course, naturally, like when you're first meeting someone. I do understand to some people it's and I say to some people it's bad manners to like talk about sex on the first day. Right. Even if you're with somebody, you're hanging out and sex does come up. Just because we're talking about what we do sexually does not mean I want to do them things those things with yeah, you. Yeah, like we're not about to leave and go do it. Right, we're just we're having a normal conversation yeah. because when you're in your group chat or you're hanging out with your with your homies or your girls, y'all talk about fucking. Right. So it, this is a part of everyday conversation. I feel like I talk about that shit too much. Even about, <laughs> even like about sex, and that's why it's like a part of our opener is like casual conversation with meaning, you know, blah blah blah. Because do y'all not talk about mental health with y'all friends? Like, do y'all not talk about what's going on in the world? Like outside of it, this yeah. little circle. I don't know. That shit's just crazy with me. But a few more things before we get out of here, because I'm holding my friend up. She's gonna have like an actual life. I gotta go get tacos and Rita's. Yeah, she's gonna have a life, y'all. And I'm gonna play Final Fantasy X. Until. Until. If, well, I know I, I got pussy coming over later, but that's like way later. So here's the thing. Oh, a booty Even call. though I've been free all day, I. And this is no disrespect. <laughs> I prefer to have my, like, all day to myself. Yeah, like, that's not like my weekend. I like to, like, be with myself. And then you can come over, like, when I feel like my day is done, then I can have some time for you. But would you tell your parents if the other parent was cheating? No, that's not my business. There we go. And Mm -mm. I don't know why they cheating. I don't know what y'all doing. I'm not here. I don't know if y'all in here swinging on each other. I don't know if you cheated. They cheating back. No, that's not my business. (laughs) That is absolutely not my business. Would you rather accidentally send your parents nudes or see your parents have sex? See my parents have sex. Please explain. 
I don't want my parents. Like, that's what it was on, on the podcast that I got. That question, that question in particular, they asked it as an icebreaker on horrible decisions. I can easily walk in and be like, shit, and walk out. Like, I can, I can do that. But, like, them seeing, like, a nude of me. Oh, my God. I cannot believe. Oh, my God. I cannot believe. I cannot believe. Oh, Lord. Let's take it to the church. We got the pray casted out. As opposed to me saying them naked. I ain't going to want to talk about that shit. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck, like, oop. But it's not just seeing them naked, it's seeing them fucking. Like, I don't care. I got, got three it's not, older it's brothers. It's not just like watching it and like closing the door. You have to like watch it. I got three older brothers. I already know how that shit works. Like, <laughs> no. I would 100% rather my Mm-mm. mom see a nude of me Mm-mm. than watch my mom. And when I was a kid, I walked into my mom having sex. My mom to this day does not know that. And I'm saying it on fucking the podcast. I've walked in, because I was such a little titty baby as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I knew my mom used to like, Fall asleep sometimes in the living room. So I wake up. My sock probably came off in my sleep or some shit. I wake up crying, like, walking in the living room. I've always been real quiet. People crack jokes about it. Because if you ever see me in a, in a work setting, I move really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm light on my feet. So I'll be standing behind people and they won't realize it. I've always been like that. So <laughs> I'm, like, what's tiptoeing in the living room or whatever. And my mom's fucking on the couch. Okay. And I just, like, a respectful kid. I was like... Ooh, and I went my ass back to bed, exactly. and that was that was the last time I wandered out my bed at night, the very last time. I'm sure. So seeing already have seen that, but like it's different as an adult, like being conscious of what's going on, and like what's mm-hmm. happening, and like blah blah blah. I would 100 percent rather my mom see a nude of me because all she gonna say is like, "I told you you should be a fucking model." <laughs> That's all she gonna say. No, like I still have my titties from my mom. What? Yeah. I remember I walked out when I was, I lived with my mom for like a year when I was like 20, from 23 to 24. So I'm coming out the back, coming out the shower to go in the back room where my clothes and stuff are and I make my chest jump. My mom in is in her house. So she's sitting there in a, a fucking muumu with no, no bra on. She's like, I can do that too. And makes her titties jump. That is hilarious. It's traumatizing is what the fuck it is. That is wild. <laughs> Yeah, I would, yeah, no, like, the only time I've just, like, let my mama see my titties is when I was, like, younger and I was going bra shopping, but, like, I had my titties from my mama. That's a, and that's another thing, it's like, I don't, people don't realize how grateful, how lucky they are, I guess, how grateful I am for my relationship with my mom, because I remember when we started, like, getting pubes and shit, my mom was like, come on, come, come show me, oh, come here, and, like, we straight up just pulled down our little shorts and, like, showed her the pubes. Like, we've always had the, like, really comfortable conversation. Like, my mom, yeah, that's no, my home. I didn't, I didn't do none of that with my parents. Like, the, like, my parents didn't really teach me much about, like, being comfortable with myself and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I just got it out the mud, yeah. And look at you now. My little butterfly. Yeah, because I, I used to fuck with her. That's why I, I call her Beulah. Because when I met her, yeah. she looked like somebody little grandma. Mm-hmm. And look she at was me 12 now. years old. I know. Look at me now, just 25 and half naked. Look at your that. glow up was was beautiful. I remember Thank your you. I remember your little, you know, this is me whole phase. Yeah. And I remember then you coming into your like emotions. That's why I say I'm kind of grateful. Like I was kind of a chill person until I was at an age where I could carry all of this responsibility. Like you know. People be looking at, I mean, and it's like such a simple comparison. Anybody can take a shot, but like I'll take like seven shots back to back gracefully, and people are just like, huh. And somebody, and somebody take seven shots back to back. I'm hitting the ground. And somebody was like, "So you're 27?" I was like, "I'm 25." And he was like, "Oh shit, yeah, yeah. I'm just responsible enough to 
know what I can and cannot handle. I'm very self-aware. Um, yeah, I'm very grateful for my glow up. Because not only was it, like, physical, it was also also mental. Like, I wasn't out. My parents didn't, like, I grew up in church. My parents didn't drink. They don't cuss. None of that type of shit. Don't do drugs, as far as I know. So, like, I wasn't drinking when I was super young. I didn't really start smoking weed until I was 22, 23. And it was only a sip of weed then. Not like, a sip of weed. Yeah, just a sip because I was going through the breakup. and then I like, was, like, judging your age. I was like, she won't be me so bad because I didn't start smoking until 24. <sighs> you won't be me. That's when I, like, started, like, yeah. smoking at, like, 24. So, like, a lot of shit I didn't start doing until I felt like I was a young adult or grown enough to, like, really take what it comes with instead of just being, like, irresponsible or petty or just, like, the wild bitch drinking, trying to be right. the life of the party. I'm the life of the party without all of that. There we go. Look I just you do it. You. Yeah, I just do it to kind of enhance who I am. Like the picture that I posted on Instagram recently with me, Leland, and Lance. That was a beautiful picture. Thank you. And so one of my brother's friends, he was like, "Oh my God, why don't you look like all look like this all the time?" And I was like, "Because I use makeup to enhance my look, not create my look." Like, and that's no offense to anyone out there, but you feel I like just, they need it. Awesome I, I know I don't. I like I do actually look like this all the time. I just put on a pair of heels. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, that that was really it. You put on some heels and stepped in some good lighting. That's it. There it is. Let them cheekbones get hit. That's it. People don't get it. They don't. But hey, huh. I'm getting distracted. <laughs> I, I am got too. A, shit. I got a message. I'm, I'm distracted, distracted too. Shit. <laughs> Well, guys. Anything else you got to say? Bro? I ain't got nothing else to say. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to make these chicken tenders before. Because okay. I got to, you know, let them pass prior. <laughs> but as always, thank you guys so much thank for you. listening to us. We love y'all so much. We'll be back into the normal format le- next he week. I this just, motherfucker out quick. <laughs> I, had to, I had to adapt this. I had to adapt because uh, this is the th- entering the third week of having um two jobs. And I was just so wiped the fuck out mentally and physically. So now I'm getting my bearings back. So next week, we'll be back to normal. Our mental health topic. Yes, sir. Our articles that we're going to cover. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have guests again because we're supposed to have a guest this week. And we just going to see what happens. Yeah, it's like, I don't really it's care like, about that. It's like, season is, two and a half of just Ronnie yeah, and Rachel. us, and y'all going to love us. Because, like, our analytics, we still climbing. It's hey. now 15 countries. Fifteen. 15 countries. <laughs> and... You know what? It's super awesome. I don't even know how Thank to like, react. Thank y'all so much. Right. This is crazy. Because I don't want to sound like, ungrateful, but I'm also like freaking out because... It hasn't even been a year. Right. And the 15, downloads in 15 countries. And y'all like really fuck with us. And it's not like one or two. It's really cool. It's like... Thank y'all. We appreciate every single one of y'all. Like, thank y'all. And I, I've said this like the past two weeks. I want to get back into doing like the previews. But I've I just haven't been having the time. I know. But I Clearly, the, time the people now. understand. Have though. the time now, because that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go put these chicken tenders in this deep fryer, <laughs> and I'm going mm. I'm gonna edit the episode tonight. So all mm. I gotta do is the preview tomorrow. Mm. And as always, thank you guys for listening. If you listen to Apple Podcasts, leave a comment, leave yeah. a review, let us know how yeah. we're doing. Continue emailing yeah. us mm-hmm. y'all's relationship problems because that's all y'all ever want me to talk about. And that's okay. That's okay. At Project email Paramount us some Podcast weird shit at gmail.com. Yo, just don't send me news. Because I'm going to show all my friends for me and I'll switch you. Okay. But until next time, bye. Bye.